Thank you once again for tuning in to the Psychedelic Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Marie, and we have a returning guest, Cammie from Mystery, and also my husband, Rob. Cammie, what's up? Not a whole lot other than all of the things that you're making me do all the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I enjoy it. Oh, what? <laughs> so what's been up since Superstitions? People actually listen to almost the entire thing. Oh, wow. I don't know why. I'm just kidding. He's such a hater. He wasn't on that episode. That's why. <laughs> That's exactly why. I love to start out with quizzes. It's super fun, and everybody that's in the audience can also try to guess. So we'll start with Cami. True or false? The average person gets just six hours of sleep each night. Uh, true. False. Really? Two-thirds of Americans get at least seven. I thought that was insane. Wow. I thought it would be more like four. <laughs> How do they do that? Yeah. Are the answers skewed because of COVID? So people are like actually getting rest? That's a really good question. I got these questions from How Stuff Works and I picked the best ones. When I was a kid, I remember reading an article on JLo saying she totally completely functions better on four hours of sleep and thinking that was the craziest thing I had ever seen. That's uh, crazy. True or false, Rob? Napping provides the same long-term health benefits of nighttime sleep. I mean, I would say absolutely not. Why do you think that? Because why would the most reduced amount of sleep be the equivalent of long sleep? But there are health benefits <laughs> to sleeping, as we all know. But you're right. I didn't want you to be, but you are. That's just common sense And they do provide a temporary energy boost, but it's not long lasting. You don't get the same types of health benefits. Cami, how many hours of sleep do teens need each night? A, eight, B, nine to 10, or C, four to six? Uh, nine to 10. I was actually going to say 10 before I knew it was multiple choice. <laughs> Wow, Cammy knows her stuff. I guess I'm still a teenager. Ten. Same. There's a reason that I asked this too, because the subject that we're gonna go into has to correlate with sleep and loneliness. So stick around, we have a few more questions. True or false, Rob? More than 70 million Americans suffer from some form of sleep disorder. I would say a lot do, 70 million? more than 70 million Americans suffer from some sort of sleep disorder. So like insomnia or Any of sleep disorders. apnea. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I mean, I feel like the functionality of America is right down the tube. Dwindling. Yeah, so probably that. What do you think, Cammie? I don't know how many people are in America, but I would assume that that sounds right. <laughs> I think, isn't that like half a billion? Actually, it's funny you say half a billion because the answer is true. It's about 70 million. And this results in... Your mic cut out there, but that's $50 billion of production lost a year in America. All the lack of sleep and car wrecks and stuff from having lack of sleep make this happen. So I guess we can't blame everything on the government. <laughs> can blame a lot on the government yeah absolutely but they're making us do this right cammy a true or false night shift workers are more likely than those with a standard work schedule to experience a car crash true absolutely true 
Why do you think so? Because I watched a 2020 documentary when I was a kid on (laughs) not getting enough sleep and how detrimental that was to like motor function and people that didn't get enough sleep actually crashed their cars at a higher rate in the study they were doing. It was all like electronic. They weren't in an actual car, but that was worse than uh, being drunk, actually. Yeah. I mean, all of your motor skills are messed up if you've consumed alcohol or drugs, but your brain needs sleep. So this I found really interesting. To add to that, sometimes when I stay up all night editing a podcast and I don't sleep, I'll forget like what I was just doing two seconds ago. It'll just be like this shift in my perception. I'll be just be like, zoom, whoa. And I need to go F to sleep because like I forgot what I was even doing for a second. That does not happen to me. I'm still pretty functional. I might get grumpier and I'm tired, but I function, I think, at a better rate than some people. I don't know why, because when he's tired, it's insane. And I wonder if there's some type of correlation in the brain that that has to do with. Maybe you didn't get enough sleep as a teenager, and so now it's harder for you to not sleep. I definitely didn't get my 10 a night, <laughs> like not <laughs> close. My parents used to make me go to bed at 8 p.m. I'd be under the covers with my PSP. <laughs> Mine would try, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. <laughs> okay, it's actually interesting. One out of five night shift workers surveyed reported having a crash or near crash in the past year. They were particularly vulnerable when driving home from work or in the early morning. That's, I think, because she doesn't get enough sleep. So, Cammie, I need to know if she has watched enough 2020s okay. to know the answer. Opening the window or listening to the radio is a good way to stay awake while driving. I feel like opening the radio might be, I mean, opening the window might be, <laughs> but the, ra- the radio? <laughs> yeah, let's open the radio and see. I think it would depend on what you were listening to because it could lull you to sleep even. So yeah, I think that's false maybe. What do you think, Rob? Uh, (laughs) I would have to agree, but this might be one for 60 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I used to tell Rob to always roll the window down and blast the music. And then I'd have to be slapping him at the same time. I thought it was helping. I would slap myself. I think there's a placebo effect. And that's why so many of us were told to do this. Because it would make you think that you could stay awake when you're overly tired. But yes, you guys are both right. It is false. And what? Go ahead. No, I was just... I was so happy that it was false that I was right. You got it, Cammie. (laughs) Good job, me. Yeah, you go, Cammie. There actually, yeah, there's no substitute for adequate sleep when it comes to operating a vehicle. And the hours for this, I thought this was interesting, especially from 12 to 7 a.m. The body's most naturally tired. Even if you are a weird sleeper and you sleep in the day, 12 to 7 a.m. is when your body remains tired across the board, no matter what your sleep schedule looks like. Yeah, I mean, I've tried the loud music before, and I feel like it just rattles my brain even more. But dead silence is also a death sentence. Just get your sleep, I guess. That's why you should listen to a podcast. Yeah, oh, that would really knock you out. Certain ones, certain ones. (laughs) Side note, in the Philippines, you do open the radio and open the light. That's how they say it in English. 
Oh, wow. They're like, open the light, Tina. Okay. Okay, Auntie. I I got it. (laughs) All right. So this is interesting. There's a really big correlation between loneliness and sleep. Can either of you guess why? Because Um, you're awake thinking about how lonely you are. (laughs) Oh, but before that. It's because you're so exhausted and you're so fixated on how tired you are. I feel like that's all you can kind of think about. So connecting with other people isn't something that your motor skills are really focused on doing or attuned to doing at the time. Like that's the last thing that... Actually, anthropologically speaking, that makes sense because they're basic needs that you have. And if you're not meeting your basic needs, it's really hard to connect with people to do things outside of that. Right. Especially since you're not sleeping enough, you're not able to think properly. How can you even deal with other people? It's going to put you into a place where you're always psychologically distressed because that's what happens over the long term of not getting enough sleep in your life. So I wonder what the aspects of sleep are in relation to loneliness. I don't really know, but I do know that they did a bunch of studies and looked at over 200,000 individuals and A small number of those studies used a longitudinal design in which the same people were followed over a long period of time. It indicated that the more people express having sleep difficulties, the higher the level of loneliness they feel. What do you guys think about these results? What was the word? Longitudinal? Longitudinal, but it doesn't matter. Longitudinal? Is that, that like, it's like a, over a long period of time? I feel like that's like longitude sending nudes to people. <laughs> Latitude's going to be jealous. Longitudinal. <laughs> okay. So what do you think about that, though? The people that they studied, over 200,000 people, the more people that do express that they have sleep difficulties, the higher of level of loneliness they felt. Actually, the relationship is stronger for insomnia than other types of sleep complaints like nightmares. Mm -hmm. Sleep apnea is generally not a sleep disorder because that's actually a problem physiologically. Isn't that like... You snore really loud. Esophageal? Yeah, you stop breathing when you're snoring. Yeah, it's a physiological problem. So it's Uh, it's not technically a sleep disorder. That's what the nasal strips are for. It's uh, blocked, blocked airwaves. And CPAPs are for sleep apnea as well. So... They also said that the more loneliness people express, the less effective they think their sleep was. So there's just a connection between loneliness and sleep to begin with, it sounds like. Big correlation. Like you're going to see yourself as lonely if you're an insomniac. Yeah, that is very interesting. If you're an insomniac, you're alone at night to yourself. And then you're sleeping when you're supposed to be connecting with people. And yeah. They just perpetuate each other. The Mm -hmm. more you don't sleep, the more lonely you feel. The more lonely you feel, the more your mind races and you can't sleep at night. They just think that too. So there's also another correlation to be made here with people that believe they're insomniacs and it's not for mental health reasons. They're insomniacs because they're staring at a screen all night or they're insomniacs because technically the body's circadian rhythm is not supposed to work in a way that you are awake at night on that graveyard shift. You're not supposed to be doing that. So a lot of people that work those late night shifts actually end up committing suicide and stuff in the long run. Wow. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it's really sad, but that is a a fact. Your body is supposed to sleep at a certain time. Yeah, I mean, it's like 
nighttime. It's uh, time to cease exploring the earth, go inside and go to sleep. That's why it's daytime, so you can see and you can <laughs> you can live your life. If you're working at night and sleeping in the day, duh, you're not getting sunlight. That too. That too, yeah. I'm sure that a lot of these effects could be sort of counteracted if people take the right vitamins and have healthy diets even if they do have to work late sometimes, but doing it over a long period of time is very unhealthy. And that's why they get paid more, I'm sure, because everybody should know this information. If you're doing the opposite of what you were biologically attuned to do, then you're going to have serious repercussions and probably some really long-term chronic side effects and ailments with anything. Yeah. Especially sleep. Sleep is the most important thing in life. I'm glad I sleep a lot. Even if I have like chronic diseases one day, like I'm just going to keep on living. <laughs> yeah, just sleep, sleep off the... Uh, sleep the diseases away. Sleep off, just sleep off your asthma. I, I've never looked into this, but I wonder if sleep helps repair your DNA threads. Your oh, cells. That yeah. is, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, it does repair your cells, actually. And, and your brain synapses. Over time, it's almost like a cut that you get. If you clean it up and bandage it, that is like a metaphor for sleep. And then you remove the bandage, the cut will heal faster. That was a good statement you yeah. made there. If I do, say, two all-nighters within the same week, it is almost like a cut that needs to heal. It takes me... It's night. like a shrapnel in your yeah, arm. You can't just get one good night worth of sleep and be like, okay, I'm good. It's going to need to be more than that. And Absolutely. Speaking of, yeah. Speaking of the cells, I mean, our cells regenerate every seven years, I think. Every seven years. Yeah. Until a certain point in your time in your life. I can't remember what the age is, well, but don't take our word for this. We are a panel of non-experts. Well, Google it. I know, I know at 26, <laughs> you stop growing. So it might have something to do with that. But your nose don't, your, your nose doesn't. Your nose don't. <laughs> your nose don't quit growing. Unless you're Pinocchio. No, it's funny because like your nose doesn't stop growing. Your ears don't stop growing. Your freaking feet don't stop growing, which sucks for me. And <laughs> your eyes get smaller. So hammer that's feet. why I not so cute as they age. Hammer feet over here. Not, I am. I'm, I have hammer feet. She says that, but they're not. They don't in any way resemble hammers. They're they're ballet feet. They're permanently okay. like, like if you Cammy, sorry. I can see it, yeah. There's no <laughs> there's no hammer claws on them feet. Now I could easily knock somebody out with my heel. I have felt the impact of her Achilles before. Speaking of uh mysteries. No her Achilles heel hurts. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. So yeah, I mean, but you don't have to wait seven years to rejuvenate your cells like you can go on a vegetable green juicing diet and reinvigorate your cells within a week yeah so i'd imagine that that's the same concept for getting a good night's sleep consistently i have a really funny story about being tired so my family was going to disney world and my sister and i were driving separately and we left at like five o'clock in the morning because we live in south carolina and it's like an eight hour nine hour drive or something to disney so we, we all get in the cars and I am so sleepy, like maybe four or five hours in. And we finally hit Florida. It's like right after Jacksonville. We were so hungry, you know, because we've been just driving. And um, 
we get up to the speaker at, I think it was like McDonald's or it was McDonald's because she wanted a McFlurry double quarter pounder with cheese meal. And she was like, Hey, what do you want? And I was like, Oh yeah, give me two cheeseburger meal. And, and then she was like, you want a diet Coke? And I was like, yeah, diet Coke. And she was like, yeah, I want a diet Coke too. And we got like extra fries and all this stuff. We're like ordering all this stuff. And then the woman was like, ma'am, it is nine o'clock in the morning. Well, she was real with you guys. What <laughs> the heck? You guys were on a rampage. Like- I just said something <laughs> earlier, but yeah, it gets like that. It'd be like that. <laughs> I wanted to avoid saying that, but my mind did go there. <laughs> That's hilarious. I have a story too, since we're doing story time. I'll okay. follow up. It's paranormal a little bit. It is Halloween oh, cool. almost. When I was a kid, this was my first experience ever dealing with something that could be considered paranormal. Who knows if it was or not, but I very vividly remember things, especially from my childhood moments like this. I was laying in bed, extremely thirsty. I was six years old. I'm not going to go get my own water. So I go, mom, can I have some water? I'm like, she didn't answer. And I was just yelling mom for like maybe five minutes straight. She didn't sometimes, answer. Sometimes I pretend like I don't hear either. <laughs> yeah, I know. So in the corridor of my bedroom, she appeared. And she wasn't that clear. Like She was like a dark figure. And she's in the archway just standing there. And I'm like, Mom, where's my water? There's a light behind her. So in my head, even as a kid, I go, okay, she's just a shadow. I'm not scared. It's my mom. She's just standing there. That's weird. For about 20 minutes. So I eventually just fall asleep because I was halfway asleep. It must have been really late at night. I wake up in the morning and my mom said, I never was standing in the doorway. I I was never there. It was a doppelganger. So it really did look just like your mom? It was the same shape and everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was my first experience like that. I don't know if it has to do with sleep. Doppelgangers scare me, just that concept. I've seen a lot of spirits. Yeah. Yeah, like, if I saw myself and it wasn't in the mirror, (laughs) that's one of the scariest things. Your dark twin. Yeah. You you guys are creeping me out. Sorry, I won't won't do any more paranormal stories. I have a lighter (laughs) sleep deprivation story. I wish I can convey this, how how ridiculous this is, but I'm going to try. Do it. So, when I worked landscaping... This was not that long ago. This was maybe like a year and a half ago. We were cutting this park, me and two coworkers, and I was using a push mower on the outside of this fence. It was like the end of the park, and then there's a steep hill, and then there's this embankment with rocks. Okay. And they were just like, "Yeah, just do like one, just do like one pass, and then come back." And I was like, "All right." So I mowed all the way down the fence. I pivot and pick up the mower to turn around and I slipped fell down the cliff with the push mower in one hand flung it around he could have died yeah towards the embankment I flung the mower down I was holding on with my other hand I want to let go of the mower to this really heavy weed that somehow supported the weight of me and this mower and I was just like oh my goodness thank god I still have my reflexes 
But so I was yelling. Your body. I was yelling for my other two coworkers, but they were mowing, so they didn't hear me, and they oh my they were just aloof to the fact that I was about to die on this cliff, <laughs> and I was trying to save the mower because I was like, you know, I'm new here and I don't want to break this. <laughs> All right, well, obviously I can't yank this back up and get back up the cliff. I don't even know why I tried that. Attributed to my sleep deprivation, I thought I could somehow do that. So I just let it go, and it went all the way down and like hit the rocks all crazy and then i was like guys and at at that point i was so exhausted that i was like man i'm gonna have to freaking just sled down this hill on my ass that's my only option so i just slid down this rocky terrain of a cliff and went all the way down to the rocks once i got to the bottom i like flung up and then i landed like a cat like on the rocks like right before the water and then I uh, I went back up and they were like, what did you do? And you I was like, up. guys, I almost died. Like, And it was like freaking rapids in the water too. But anyways, had I not been so freaking tired, I would have been like, I'm not doing that. Like that's way too treacherous. And you, you know? know what? To kind of segue off of that. First of all, I was so mad because he didn't tell me right away. He came home and I saw the cuts and then he told me what happened. I was so scared. Like I was like, oh my gosh, you could have died. I totally freaked out. Well, I, did, I had to tell my coworkers first. Yeah. To seg- <laughs> well, you must have been so sleep deprived, he couldn't let me know. So yeah. to segue back to the loneliness aspect of things, our relationship was not doing well at that time. I mean, he had to wake up at four o'clock in the morning. We would He would get home at like eight at night. So you can only imagine we're going to spend some time at night together until maybe like midnight. So he was getting four hours, sometimes less of sleep, sometimes pulling all nighters and then working a job like this. And so the loneliness aspect, even if you're in a relationship, still holds true. You feel lonely even if you've got people around you, I believe, because I mean, that's a perfect example. You you can have somebody, but you can still feel lonely. And sometimes it's not the person making you feel lonely that you're with. It's the fact that you're not getting enough sleep and it's causing your brain to do weird things. That's probably the root cause of all my problems. I mean, I was so tired that I'm pretty sure I forgot to tell her that I almost died. Yeah. He's, I'm just glad you were okay. That's what I'm saying. Thanks, Even a year Cammie. and a half later. Such a wild story. I was so tired that like I hardly ever even remember that. It just came to me just like an epiphany. I was like, oh, I almost died that time. I don't forget these things. Every time you would come home with a cut, I'd be like, what happened? And why didn't you tell me? <laughs> what? I went sledding. <laughs> oh, you know, I accidentally just almost chopped my hand off in the back of a trailer. It's no big deal. That's his general response. But so back to loneliness. <laughs> everybody's favorite subject what do you guys think about seasonal affective disorder Uh, i think it's horrible i don't know where you live in texas how the time change affects things certain states like daylight savings time really screws them up but certain yeah but certain states uh standard time really screws them up here in south carolina like standard time is like the worst we really need to go to daylight savings time all the time I think that would help matters because it's going to be light at times when people are awake. So instead of the sun setting at like five, you know, it'd be setting at six. So you have that extra hour that you can spend in the sunlight. Right. Maybe we could uh, dictate to the rest of the world here on this podcast right now 
that every state, as soon as as the sun rises, that's when you start getting ready for work. You have one hour and that's your, that's what time it is. And screw all the daylight savings times and time zones. That's what time it is. And now if it has to change, it will, whatever. I mean, five, five is just too early to, to call it a day. Yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And it seems like when we were younger, it was a bigger deal. Now it kind of seems like every year that goes by, it's not as big of a deal because I found myself within the past couple of years not even being aware that the switch is happening. It's like nobody told me, oh, we gained an hour today or we lost an hour today. I was like, why isn't this a big deal anymore? Like what happened to everybody being notified? <laughs> Any electronic equipment, if it's like a smart device, it, it gets changed automatically. So we don't have to think about it as consciously as we did, you know, back, let's say in the 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, I think a lot of it might have to do with being in grade school, too. We're not held as responsible anymore. We're adults. We're supposed <laughs> to know. I always find out when I get in my car and the time is different, like from my phone to my car. Same. I've had such a crappy phone before that it didn't change with daylight savings time. So my alarm went off at the wrong time. I can't remember what it was for, but that's happened to me. That was like some paranormal stuff because that was either last year or the year before. Okay. Mine didn't do it either. And wherever I was working at the time, it was the same deal. Like some people's phones switched and some people's didn't. Most people knew automatically, but... Everybody was not on the same page when that happened. But you should be able to trust your phone, yeah. you know? And and so the, the idea that, like, yeah, everybody knows, but your phone didn't change, that's... Mercury in retrograde, maybe. Jupiter was just looming over oh, the gosh. Earth. Right there. <laughs> Whatever that means. I just know it's the biggest planet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so apparently sleep problems predict later loneliness... And loneliness predicts also later sleep difficulties. The connection between the earlier sleep difficulties in life and the later loneliness was stronger than that between early loneliness and later sleep difficulties. Did you guys catch that? I know it was a lot. Sort of. <laughs> it was like a. I think it's shout out to all the younger audience out there that still has time to dictate their sleep habits as it relates to their health later on in life. So if you're a younger listener, now's the time to definitely get your sleep because later you might feel really lonely. <laughs> I guess that's a good thing for our generation. When you think about it, the kids now have so many devices in front of them and so many different things that they're doing and generally a lot of looser parenting happening, allowing kids to go and do whatever they want pretty much whenever they want. And I'm not saying that any parent is bad for whatever, but in the long term, having screens in front of your kid all the time is going to affect them majorly psychologically because they are getting less sleep than we did during our generation as children. Even if we didn't listen to our parents sometimes, as children, children, like five to 12 years old, I'm sure we got better sleep than the kids these days. Another thing about screens, like you were saying, they... I can't like look at my phone right before I go to bed or I will not sleep like for another, I don't know, 30 minutes or something. It's the way the digitalized light, you yeah. know, the phone light is screwing with you. Yeah. 
Whether it's night or day, my phone light is always on the dimmest. Unless I'm taking a selfie, then I'll turn it up and then I'll turn it back down because it bothers me. It actually really bothers my eyes. I don't like the bright screen lights on laptops or on my phone. And I think it's a good thing. And we we explain a lot of the science behind that in The Reason Why You're Brainwashed, Season 1, Episode 4. We definitely go in depth a lot more about screens. If you're somebody who has trouble sleeping, be aware that poor sleep lowers your resilience overall, which we have covered. And among other things, it makes it harder for you to appreciate the social contacts you have, which I, that's funny. I said that earlier, I I believe, is that it makes it hard to connect with other people in social situations because of the correlation between not getting enough sleep and not being able to think properly and then feeling lonely, even in a social situation. So in addition, if you're having trouble sleeping, the website that I got a lot of information from, which is Psychology Today, one of my most favorite magazines ever. I usually don't <laughs> read the internet um, version version of Psychology Today. Thank you. But this is really interesting to me, and I think a lot of people need to hear it. It says spend time with friends and loved ones, but if you're already struggling with sleep, what's that really going to do? It basically just said in the sentence before that, that it's going to make it harder to appreciate them. <laughs> I, I think well, maybe you're tiring yourself out. Like, you know. I think what it means is in general, obviously if you're feeling lonely, reach out to loved ones and connect more and you'll be able to sleep better. Yeah. The vice versa of that. You got to think about that too. If not getting enough sleep causes loneliness and loneliness causes not getting enough sleep, what is that going to do for you? I think that the overall answer to all of this is pop a melatonin. (laughs) (laughs) It's also cyclical. I didn't realize. I don't think that loneliness is the only contributor to not getting sleep and vice versa. It's one of them. Having added social engagement in the long term will give you a positive impact on your sleep. I think that's what it's trying to say. They just seem to feed into each other like it's just a cyclical pattern. A sick cyclical pattern. <laughs> it is. It's just it's spiraling crazy. down. Yeah, no, that's it's crazy. And it sucks for people with the actual sleep disorders where melatonin doesn't even work. You guys have to go do a study and then you're a freaking lab rat because you're in a study, but you want to be better. And a lot of people are suffering from different sleep disorders what are they supposed to do about this? This is really actually scary and detrimental to society as a whole. And I believe there are a lot more factors than we know about that are causing these problems. Probably things in our food. I think it shows too. Things like that. Cyclical. That's such a vicious word. It's th- true though. I think because it kind of sounds like sickle. <laughs> uh, isn't that uh, like a smaller version it's of a like scythe? Yeah, it's like yeah. a little... Axe scythe, right? That's such a ah, yeah. That's such a malicious word. Yeah. So loneliness and social isolation, particularly in older adults, have also been shown to influence psychological well-being. And loneliness has been related to chronic illness and self-rated health in older adults. That all makes sense. 
and I wouldn't recommend just popping melatonins because that's a chemical that your brain produces naturally to sleep. Some people don't. So if you overdo that with, you know, a pill all at once, then your brain will stop developing it as necessarily yeah. as it's supposed to. So in the long run, it's not being rejuvenated because you're getting it all at once. And to counter that, the people that live in places where they don't get enough sunlight, sunlight actually produces melatonin in your brain more. So there are people that have a lack of melatonin or serotonin and dopamine in their brains. And it's not their fault. It's sometimes genetic and hereditary, and it's sometimes environmental, or it could be a combination of both. So for some people, melatonin is probably very important because, for example, I'm anemic. I need iron, and I don't produce iron the way other people do. So you have to pop a pill for that kind of stuff because if I don't get iron, I start bleeding. If I don't have enough iron in me, I'm just going to keep bleeding. So somebody that's not getting enough melatonin in their brain if they're not producing it and they don't substitute it, then they're not going to ever sleep, really. Yeah. I mean, there's other natural ways to obtain it, like iron, I guess, eat more meat, eat more kale, I don't whatever. Like, I don't like red meat. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, you can always rejuvenate it with healthy alternatives. I'm not saying melatonin is unhealthy. Helps. Yeah, I'm not saying melatonin is unhealthy. It's just for me, like... I'd be so impatient with it. I would just overdo it. And then I would sleep for like one hour. I would take it all at once. Like, that's Yeah, that's what you don't do, just, people. You I would just, just take one. <laughs> take like a one, one milligram melatonin, maybe. Two. Yeah, don't Two take milligrams. three 10 milligram melatonins. Yeah. For God's sake, don't take Ambien. Oh my gosh, I would do things. <laughs> I would take that for fun and stay awake. I've never tried I'd it. See, I'd see spirits and like weird shadow figures all over the place. And I thought it was really cool. But most people probably wouldn't. <laughs> so <laughs> we have some myths on sleep okay because it's mystery and guest that, appearance yeah mystery and it's story Thanks, with an IE. it'll be in the link it's myth story with an ie <laughs> with no space there because you made it sound like two words yeah it's one word <laughs> oh, i'll it. take out my part i sound like a bitch <laughs> I'm sorry. Shout out to Steve Joyner, our publicist, and the SJ network that we're a part of, which is Steve's network that he created. And our sponsor, Artie Hoffman. Go to A-R-T-I-E Hoffman.com. All of that is in the descriptions. And everyone should check out Indie Pods United. We're doing a convention. It's the end of November 29th through December 3rd. Come check out a lot of really cool podcasts doing live streams. There's going to be music. There's going to be games. There's going to be panels and workshops and speakers. And it's all pretty much free. Some of it costs five to ten bucks, but that's not really that much. You can that's buy That's basically free. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> it's practically free. So. <laughs> so myth. Many adults need only five or fewer hours of sleep. We already talked about that, but it's fine. Habitually getting insufficient sleep, which is five or less, is really bad for your health. What do you guys think it can cause negatively in the body? Brain fog. Mm -hmm. For me personally, the more consecutive nights that I sleep like shit, the more I can feel myself getting a small cold or something. I feel myself getting sicker. So yeah, a weakened immune, immune system. system. Yeah. Good one. Sorry, I did not mean to finish your no, sentence. That's fine. 
It also can have a negative cardiovascular metabolic health effects, researchers say. Ooh, maybe that contributes to obesity. Too much sleep can contribute to obesity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not an expert. So when I'm tired, one thing I will do to stay awake is eat something. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm only eating because I'm tired. I'm trying to get like a little bit of energy. So I imagine if you never get sleep, like, yeah, that would cause obesity or, or be one of the factors. Yeah, you're not supposed to eat before you go to bed because your body's not metabolizing properly. So it actually causes a lot of weight gain overnight. Another little fun fact is that if you do what I'm doing right now and you eat ramen before you sleep, you have nightmares. Oh, yeah. Too much sodium or something. That's part of it. There's a really cooler part of it. I was just guessing. Ooh, what's that? It's that the noodles expand in your body and press against your lungs while Ew. you're sleeping. They push against your, your stomach, pushes against your lungs because they implode so much within your body if you eat them before bed. Cutting off, cir not circulation, cutting off some of your breathing. Circulation. So the, yeah, yeah, you're right. It was circulation. <laughs> so since it's cutting off some of your breathing, your brain's not getting the oxygen that it needs and it causes you to have nightmares. Ew. Wow. Very weird dreams. It's like eating worms. <laughs> <laughs> that expand oh, yeah. in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, earth, like earthworms that are just, never mind. But yeah, they say that. What is it? You're not supposed to eat either three or four hours before you go to sleep optimally, which I can never do. I think it's more like one or two hours, but you guys it, Google that. Yeah, Google it. <laughs> pretty sure, non -experts. I'm pretty sure I'm right, but I don't know. It happens. Um, several studies show that even after weeks of functioning on less sleep, reducing sleep leads to sustained drops in performance. And there's bad news for the night shift workers, which we talked about they are more likely to get breast cancer and other diseases like that. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Myth. In terms of your health, it doesn't matter what time of day you sleep. We also went over this, but more bad news for the night shift workers. Our circadian rhythm is not impressed by creative sleep times. People that work at night and sleep during the day experience something called circadian desynchronization reporting less sleep and lower quality sleep than daytime workers. And there's an argument that sleeping during the day is better than no sleep at all. But the evidence from shift workers suggests that sleep timing is related to health. And that totally refutes that myth as well. So sleeping during the day being better than no sleep at all isn't true either. Oh, wow. Yeah. So just... <laughs> So if you can't sleep at night, just don't sleep at all. No, it's a myth. They say... <laughs> I know, I'm just Yeah, kidding. okay. <laughs> just don't listen to him. Just get a day job. I mean, Oh, damn. no, it doesn't work like that for everybody. I know, I know. That was, that was insensitive. What me. sucks for people that work at night is, you know, sometimes you, you live in the middle of nowhere and there's, or some, or there's no job opportunities for you. Or maybe you've done something in the past that caused you to not be able to get jobs like you're a felon or you have some kind of record. So it makes it really difficult for these people. And then there's the allure of making more money because they're like, hey, if you work third shift, you get an extra $7. And some people have to work two, three jobs just to stay afloat. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Cammie? Go to bed. 
Yes. Three really important words. Go to bed, which we probably will not be doing. I know. <laughs> it's like it's, podcast life. It's like by standard circadian synchronized functioning, it is bedtime, but I don't think I'm going to go to bed for a little while, which is a bad example. Podcast life. Yeah, we have to get this out of the way. And then Rob, what are your final thoughts on everything that you just learned? I think it's the most important thing to focus on getting more sleep. They say hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Yeah, that's what they do in AA. Maybe that should be reversed. Tired, lonely, angry, hungry. Or just or, tired, because maybe it makes you all those other things. Or just tea. Ta 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 ta. Yeah, I mean, so I feel like it's the most important thing yeah. in life is to get sleep. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Cammy, for coming on so late because we, it's ironic that this is all about sleep. And I actually didn't know anything going into this. So, well, I knew a lot, but some of those things about research, I had no idea about. I didn't have any idea about those numbers. So that really blew my mind. So, guys, get your sleep. And if you're listening to this podcast past 10 o'clock, maybe just put it down for a little bit and just. And put down the ramen. Yeah, don't put the ramen away. Like, you don't want a nightmare. Unless you like those things. Some people like nightmares. Okay. Well, Cammie, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. So happy to be working with you on this huge project, you guys. Indie Pods United 2020, November 29th to December 3rd. It's going to be awesome. Join our Facebook group. It'll be in the description. Facebook.com slash groups slash Indie Pods United. Thank you guys for having me on again. I, I had a good time. Yay. Love you. Love you. Bye, Cammie. Bye. Okay. Bye.